Hello and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future experimental injections that we might face, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace. You can hear a little bit more about my story, how I want to be helpful to you and your family and your health. Um, I, I love helping, so please go check that out if you get a chance today and reach out if you need anything. And you, My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible, and it includes historical documents from the Founders era. It truly is a treasure. In fact, today I was just reading something uh, that Ronald Reagan said, and it is just, it's an awesome Bible. So I highly recommend you get one of these for your home, for your families, and you can find it at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and it is done weekly. For five days out of the week, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day, let's see, let me double check here. Today is day 139, and if this is your first time and you just clicked on this episode because you're just like, you know what, let me just see what's going on here, welcome. This is a place where, a podcast where we are reading the Bible in a year, but you know what I say? I say, please don't wait till January 1st. That is just way too far away, all right? So um, you can absolutely just continue from here, go on to the end of the year, be here for a week, be here for an episode, be here for however long you'd like to be here. But I'm just glad you're here. No matter how long you're here, it says that, you know, you're ready to get into the word, make it a habit. And that is the place, this podcast, where we can do that all together. So finish to the end, pick up on the episodes before now, or go ahead and just stop this episode right here and go to day one and let today be your day in starting to read the Bible in a year. I'm just so happy you're here. If you've been here since the beginning, awesome. Please keep sharing that this podcast is available for people. And yeah. Let's continue. So today we are going to be reading 2 Chronicles 15 and 16, 1 Kings 16, and Philemon. 2 Chronicles 15, the prophet Azariah warns Asa. Now the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Obed, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him, and if you seek him, he will let you find him, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For many days Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law, but in their distress they turned to the Lord God of Israel, and they sought him, and he let them find him. In those times there was no peace to him who went out or to him who came in for many disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands. Nation was crushed by nation, and city by city for God troubled them with every kind of distress. 
But you be strong and do not lose courage, for there is reward for your work. Asa's Reforms. Now when Asa heard these words and the prophecy which Azariah, the son of Oded, the prophet spoke, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He then restored the altar of the Lord, which was in front of the porch of the Lord. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon who resided with them, for many defect defected to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. So they assembled at Jerusalem in the third month of the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. They sacrificed to the Lord that day seven hundred oxen and seven thousand sheep from the spoil they had brought. They entered into the covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and soul. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, man or woman. Moreover, they made an oath to the Lord with a loud voice, without, with, with shouting, with trumpets, and with horns. All Judah rejoiced concerning the oath, for they had sworn with their whole heart and had sought him earnestly, and he let them find him. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. He also removed Makkah, the mother of King Asa, from the position of queen mother, because she had made a horrid image as an Asherah, and Asa cut down her horrid image, crushed it, and burned it at the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed from Israel. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was blameless all his days. He brought into the house of God the de dedicated things of his father and his own dedicated things, silver and gold and utensils. And there was no more war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. Asa wars against Basha. Chapter 16. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Basha king of Israel came up against Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from going out or coming in to Asa king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold from the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the king's house and sent them to Ben-Hadad king of Aram who lived in Damascus saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me as between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. So Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they conquered Ejon, Dan, Abelmaim, and all the store cities of Naphtali. When Basha heard of it, he ceased fortifying Ramah and stopped his work. Then King Asa brought all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber with which Basha had been building, and with them he fortified Geba and Mizpah. Asa imprisons the prophet. At that time, Hanani, let's see, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Aram and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Aram has escaped out of your hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubim an immense army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. You have acted foolishly in this. Indeed, from now on, you will surely have wars. Then Asa was angry with the seer and put him in prison, for he was enraged at him for this. And Asa oppressed some of the people at the same time. Now... The Acts of Asa, from first to last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. In the thirty-ninth year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet, 
His disease was severe, yet even in his disease he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. So Asa slept with his fathers, having died in the forty-first year of his reign. They buried him in his own tomb, which he had cut out for himself in the city of David, and they laid him in the resting place, which he had filled with spices of various kinds, blended by the perfumer's art, and they made a very great fire for him. First Kings, First Kings chapter 16. Prophecy against Basha. Now the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Basha, saying, Inasmuch as I exalted you from the dust and made you leader over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam and have made my people Israel sin, provoking me to anger with their sins, behold, I will consume Basha and his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Any one of Basha who dies in the city, the dogs will eat, and any one of his who dies in the fields, the birds of the heavens will eat. Now the rest of the acts of Basha and what he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? The Israelite kings. And Basha slept with his fathers and was buried in Tirzah, and Elah his son became king in his place. Moreover, the word of the Lord through the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, also came against Basha and his household, both because of all the evil which he had did which he did in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger with the work of his hands, and being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he struck it. In the twenty sixth year of Asa, king of Judah, Elah, the son of Basha, became king over Israel at Tirzah, and reigned two years. His servant Zimri, commander of half his chariots, conspired against him. Now he was at Tirzah, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza who was over the household of Tirzah. Then Zimri went in and struck him and put him to death in the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, and became king in his place. It came about when he became king, as soon as he sat on his throne, that he killed all the household of Basha. He did not leave a single male, neither of his relatives nor of his friends. Thus Zimri destroyed all the household of Basha, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke against Basha through Jehu, the prophet for all the sins of Basha and the sins of Elah, his son, which they sinned and which they made Israel sin, provoking the Lord God of Israel to anger with their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? In the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, Zimri reigned seven days at Tirzah. Now the people were camped against Gibbethon, Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. The people who were camped heard it, said, Zimri has conspired and has also struck down the king. Therefore, all Israel made Omri, the commander of the army, king over Israel that day in the camp. Then Omri and all Israel with him went up from Gibbethon and besieged Tirzah. When Zimri saw that the city was taken, he went into the citadel of the king's house and burned the king's house over him with fire and died because of his sins, which he sinned, doing evil in the sight of the Lord, walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin, which he did, making Israel sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his conspiracy, which he carried out, are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel? Then the people of Israel were divided into two parts. Half of the people followed Tibni, the son of Genath, to make him king. The other half followed Omri. 
But the people who followed Omri prevailed over the people who followed Tibni, the son of Ginnath. And Tibni died, and Omri became king. In the 31st year of Asa, king of Judah, Omri became king of Israel and reigned 12 years. He reigned six years at Tirzah. He bought the hill Samaria from Shemer for two talents of silver, and he built on the hill and named the city which he built Samaria after the name of Shemer, the owner of the hill. Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord and acted more wickedly than all who were before him. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in his sins, which he made Israel sin, provoking the Lord God of Israel with their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Omri, which he did, and his might, which he showed, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab, his son, became king in his place. Now Ahab, the son of Omri, became king over Israel in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, and Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. It came about as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he married Jezebel, the daughter of Ephbal, king of the Sidonians, and went to serve Baal and worshipped him. So he erected an altar to Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Ahab also made the Asherah. Thus Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. In his days, Heel, the, Bethel- the Bethelite, built Jericho. He laid its foundations with the loss of Abiram, his firstborn, and set up its gates with, with the loss of his youngest son, Sagub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. The Letter of Paul to Philemon Salutation, Chapter 1 Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker, and to Aphia, our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in in your house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philemon's love and faith. I thank my God always, making mention of you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. And I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. For I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through your brother. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you, since I am such a person as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Plea for Onesimus, a free man. I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my imprisonment, who formerly was useless to you, but now is useful both to you and to me. I have sent him back to you in person, that is, sending my very heart, whom I wish to keep with me, so that on my behalf the high... The, he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But without your consent, I did not want to do anything so that your goodness would not be in effect by compulsion, but of your own free will. 
For perhaps he was for this reason separated from you for a while, that you would have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you regard me a partner, accept him as you would me. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe to me even your own self as well. Yes, brother, let me benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. At the same time, also prepare me a lodging, for I hope that through your prayers I will be given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, Jesus greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demos, Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So those are our readings today. And I wanted to... uh, under, you know, learn a little bit more about Philemon, and it was written around 60 to 62 from Rome by Paul when he was imprisoned. And um, the purpose of this is what it says here in this, uh, in the Founder's Bible here, I'll just go ahead and read it. What do a preacher, a businessman, and a fugitive bandit have in common? The answer is the book of Philemon. The Apostle Paul is the preacher, Philemon is the businessman, and Onesimus is the fugitive bandit. Their story is one of the most remarkable examples of intercessory love found in the Bible. Philemon, while in Ephesus on a business trip, had met Paul and heard him preach. As a result, he became a follower of Jesus, and he and Paul became great friends. Philemon was so moved with devotion to Christ that he opened his home and hosted a growing gathering of believers, which ultimately became the church in Colossae. In Colossae. Evidently, during one of Philemon's trips, Onesimus, one of his servants, had robbed Philemon and ran away. Onesimus ended up in Rome, where he was arrested and imprisoned. Meanwhile, Paul, having been arrested himself for preaching the gospel, was sent, in, was sent to the prison in Rome, where he shared a cell with Onesimus. While there, he led Onesimus to faith in Christ. Upon Onesimus' release, Paul wrote this personal letter as an appeal to Philemon, encouraging him to reconcile with Onesimus. The letter stands as one of the greatest examples of brotherly love and demonstrates the power of Christ at work in the lives of his followers, making them more and more like himself. Isn't that a neat story? And, you know, we have similar stories like that of people knowing each other and lives changing because people meet and certain circumstances that they find themselves in. And I love stories like that, you know, and I love hearing people tell me stories and showing how small and connected the world can really be at times. Um, it's so it's so fun. And I was just, it was an, one of those stories that I read. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And to have this account is just um amazing that we can that we can see this story that Paul is you know appealing to his friend to take this person back into his life that he has you know come to Christ that they are all brothers now in, in, through Christ and it's just what a wonderful story what what a happy story for us to hear today and and can bring us just joy 
right? I mean, just simple joy, and that is Jesus. And it, it's just, it, it's just the best, isn't it? Let's go ahead and say our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for joyful stories like this that we can be a part of, that we can share together, that we can smile about. Thank you for this simple joy and the hope that this story brings. Because yes, as believers, when we die to our old ways, to our old self, to the lives that we used to lead from a place of ourselves and not of you, Lord, we then become brothers and sisters in Christ. And we get to have the kingdom. We get to bring the kingdom, your kingdom here to earth and share in that and try to be like Christ with each other and encourage each other and inspire each other. That, that is, of course, your, your hope for us as humans. And we are so not perfect. And we appreciate your grace as we try to live a reborn life in Christ with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for that opportunity and thank you for your patience with us. We need your guidance, Lord, always and forever. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here, of course, and continue to share this with people in your life. Please rate the podcast if you don't mind. That would be great so that we can get it out to even more people. Gosh, that would be so awesome. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are. And I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.